around worldwide wrestling of the world. One, two, Trace for the Trace Hombres. Rado really shines again in his match against Grady, the Johnson Johnson. Next up, we got to see Lanch, who completely buried Victor Young, just to show him that he can. And lastly, the infamous Twitter feud was finally taken to the ring, featuring Grandma Mazeballs and Jean Jacket. And now, slipping into highlights and sliding into DMs, it's Scabbard. Good evening, everybody. I'm Scabbard. But before we go any further, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LegitWWW. And now, here are the highlights from this week's episode of Monday Night Ignite. This week's episode of Monday Night Ignite was set ablaze from the beginning with a ferocious match between Rancho Randos and the Trace Hombres. Albeit a one-sided match as the Rancho Randos made quick work of the Trace Hombres, who were unable to get in a single offensive move. Randos hit their devastating finisher, the Smile Creator, a modified face slam from the top rope for the 1-2-3. The Randos then cut a promo on the Hombres saying, If you ever interfere with us pursuing the tag team championships again we'll put a smile on your face that never goes away this was another super exciting week for rising star rado as he completely annihilated grady the johnson johnson it was a match full of counterattacks and near falls and a definite improvement from the last time we saw Rado. The Johnson is no slouch either, and he actually landed some great hits on Rado. So it was nice seeing two talented wrestlers go at it. Fans that were there were lucky enough to see Rado's signature mountain climber into his finisher, The Descent. Then Victor Young cut a promo on Time Tanker saying, You don't know a damn thing about me or what my plans are for the future. You are a coward. But before Young could finish his verbal assault on Time Tanker, a cool wind could be felt throughout the arena, and a low rumble shook the ring. Out came Lanch, the 612-pound behemoth from just inside Colorado. Bigger than any Rocky Mountain boulder, and strong enough to cause an avalanche of destruction. Lanch had a few words for Victor Young, simply stating, You will be buried. This match was fantastic. Young tried everything to get the big man off his feet, clearly trying to take his anger for Time Taker out on Lanch, but to no avail. Lanch, at times, seemed like he was enjoying the beating Young was trying to dish out, but as the match progressed, he became more and more bored with Young. Lanch countered Young's dropkick with his signature avalanche, then ascended to the top rope to deliver a bringing down the mountain for the 1-2-3. After the match, Lanch cut a promo on Victor Young saying, I'm here to stop any bastard from getting to Summit Slam. Nobody but me belongs on top of the worldwide wrestling of the world mountain. 
Grandma Maceballs and Jean Jacket took their fight from social media to the ring in a match for the 21st century on this week's episode of Ignite. After a Maceballs incendiary attack on Jean Jacket, WWW Brass made him put his money where his mouth hole is with a brand new match type, the selfie match. Standard match rules apply, although in order to walk away the victor, you must take a selfie while pinning your opponent and still get the three count. Things started out strong for Jean Jacket, who seemed to be dealing a lot of damage to Amazeballs. But things took a technological turn for the worst when it was discovered that his incredibly old portable phone did not have a camera. Wait, 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 Dr. Warren, I'm sorry. Did you say portable phone? Yeah, you heard me right. A goddamn portable phone. You mean a cell phone, right? No, 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 no. Not a cell phone, a portable phone. He must have robbed the closest Goodwill to find this Motorola Dynatech 8000. Or maybe he's just great friends with the Time Tanker. Who knows? Jacket quickly jumped out of the ring and came back with what appeared to be a 35mm camera swinging from his neck. After delivering an apron-shaking superplex to Amazeballs, Jean Jacket went for the pin, and he got the three count. The ref refused to ring the bell, though, because he couldn't see the photo that was taken on the 35mm camera. While Grandma Maceballs was still lying in the ring semi-conscious, Jean Jacket left once again, this time coming back with a Polaroid camera. Now that he had the Polaroid, he could hopefully pin Amazeballs again and get the selfie for the win. In the time it took for Jacket to get the new camera, Grandma Amazeballs had enough time to recover and came back in force. Amazeballs delivered his patented salty slam and quickly took a selfie while pinning Jean Jacket, earning him the W. Not surprisingly, that selfie made it to his Twitter feed within minutes of the match ending, along with the hashtag #ByFelicia. Well, folks, in this business, veterans eventually have to retire to make way for the new men and women of the ring to keep the story and the business going. We here at the podcast wanted to pull back the curtain just a little bit to let you in on one rookie's journey from the beginning. Here's the latest installment in our continuing series with WWW's latest signee, Mike Moore. All right, I'm backstage again here with Mike Moore. Mike, it's been two weeks since you've joined Worldwide Wrestling of the World. Tell us what, what your thoughts are, man. Two weeks in, you've been practicing, and you know what's been happening in the life of Mike Moore? Well, I've been practicing every day uh, there, Scabs, and uh, just waiting to get that phone call to get in that darn ring. I've been watching Monday Night Ignite, just like all the other viewers, up to date with all the stories and who's winning and who lo- who's losing. I, I'm mostly excited to, um, you know, win really excited. The excitement level is still coming out my ears, really looking to get in that ring and show those, uh, show those folks a, a couple of moves. I've had to learn a couple new ones watching the fellas. The, the old holds from, from my college days might not really fit uh, with the current platform, but I've adjusted them. I, I got a couple new ones. Uh, the Ring Rattler, you're going to have to wait to see that one. Am I right? And of course, the tweak. And uh, I can't really talk about that yet. You're going to have to wait until the match, uh, which should be uh, really, I hope, is soon. But again, very happy just to be here. I saw you talking with Victor Young backstage. Great guy. Former champion. 
And uh, was he giving any advice to you? I mean, he's been with the company for a while now. What was he saying to you for your uh, your first match here in the in the worldwide wrestling of the world? Well, one thing I think we don't really understand uh, when we get away from the television is how handsome these guys are in real life. So that was huge for me to see the handsomeness in person. So that was, I didn't talk much. I listened a lot. He was saying when he started, his match was um, pretty quick. Uh, it was about maybe a week or so in, uh, and then he just didn't stop. And he didn't stop till he hit the top. I literally just made that up. So you can use that, Scabs, to be, to be like, he won't stop. And you can, you know what? I don't want to toot my own uh, bugle, but you could say that about me. I'll write it like down. A, Won't stop till he gets to the top. Mike Moore. That, How about that? Yeah. And whenever you want to use that, maybe that'll up the uh, my hype. And I was thinking maybe I need a costume or something. But also, I know I want to keep it real to my roots. Michigan, Spartans, Greco-Roman style wrestling. So a lot of green and white. Very much so. Just a, just a standard amateur wrestling get up. And then you just want to keep it true to your roots. And he won't stop until the top. And, and another thing you might want to say, just still trying this one out. When day turns to night, Green and white won't back down from that fight. Mike Moore. Hmm. All right, Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike Moore's all right. It sounds like Victor Young gave you some sort of advice, and you're, you're really taking it to heart, so that's fantastic. Here's rooting for you to get into that ring, pal. I mean, maybe we'll catch up with you next week, and, and maybe you'll have your first match next week. We'll see. To the top. Mike Moore, everybody. Well, uh, Scabs, as your new best friend calls you, if Mike Moore's poetry is half as good as his wrestling promises to be, he's still going to be terrible. I mean, you know, Scabs is an affectionate nickname. That's fine. And, you know, he's not my best friend, but I, I think we've become cordial. Yeah, I know. That's reserved for Mr. Buttercup. I would never take that <sighs> honor away from him. Anyway, let's 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 move on. Let's move on from this. We were lucky enough to catch a brief glimpse of Duke Wellington this week, although things are not looking great for the star. Appearing in a very short video promo Monday night, he wanted to update his fans, the Wellies, that nothing will hold him back. While his words were fierce, it was hard to take him seriously considering he was only wearing his left boot and his right foot was completely bandaged. He was vague on his return, but very specific in his disdain towards Berserker. It's safe to say that Wellington will be holding this grudge for a while, although I don't think anything really concerns Berserker. WWW insider Paul Pansia tells us he expects Wellington could be out for the rest of the year, putting his shot at the top title in serious jeopardy. We are sad to report, longtime WWW head ref Pearl Hager, who developed bone spurs in his foot thanks to 614-pound Lanch stepping on it last week, has since announced his retirement from the ring. It seems the replacement refs have earned the not-so-flattering nickname, the Bum Refs. Pearl Hager had over 57 years' experience in the WWW. The rest of the ref roster, however, doesn't even come close to that. We here at the podcast can't figure out if it was piss-poor management to rely so heavily on Hager, or if he truly was one of a kind. At any rate, we wish Hager all the best in his retirement, and hope the Bum Refs' inexperience doesn't cause complete havoc in the ring. Now for an update on the rumors we've been hearing about WWW looking for a massive stadium to book. Earlier this year, Worldwide Wrestling of the World was in talks to hold an event at the super-large Rangrado 1st of May Stadium, but apparently that fell through. 
citing diplomatic tensions and a complete lack in technological and surface infrastructure, WWW insider Paul Pancia said the company had to pull out. Word has it that the hosting country was tyrannical in the negotiations. According to Pancia, WWW feels they don't need some, quote, shoddy second-rate stadium in a third-world country, end quote, and are deciding to build their own stadium right here in the U.S. Stay tuned as we learn more. So, Skybird, this is the second week in a row now. We've heard some rumors about a stadium. Um, do we know anything official about this? Are these just rumors? What do you What do you got to tell me? Oh, you're talking about WWW renting out a stadium, a massive stadium. That's what That's what it sounds like. I mean, what's going on with this? Why Why is this happening? I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I only have the information that Paul Pansy has been um, that's been reporting on. I don't have really any other information on it. I'm curious what they're doing. The fact that they're looking for something that's bigger than a football stadium, bigger than, you know, any stadium that's out there. Obviously, I can imagine that they're going to put a show on. It sounds like a like a big event, right? I mean, it's It sounds like something. I don't know. Yeah, but but how big of an event do they plan to put on? All right. Well, it's something I definitely am looking forward to following. Today's episode is sponsored by Automan's Empire. When your car's down, be like Mehmed. Conquer your enemies. Conquer the road. Dr. Worm, what did you think overall of this week's episode of Monday Night Ignite? Scabbard, let's try something a little different this week. We do this week in and week out, so you know we always talk about our favorite part of the, the episode. So let's let's mix it up a bit. Why don't you tell me what you thought my least favorite part of this week's episode of Ignite was. Oh, okay. So I like where you're going. I think your least favorite of this week's episode of Monday Night Ignite was the Grandma Balls match. The incompetence of Jean Jacket and mm. the fact that he brought a portable f- phone to the ring and didn't realize that it needed to have a camera. So I think that that's my guess for what your least favorite part of Ignite was. Yeah, it's hard to watch. It's just hard to watch a man like that, but you're 100% correct. What do you think was going through his mind? And I get that people aren't so good with technology sometimes, but... Scabbard, it's easy. He's just a f***ing idiot. So you think it's that simple? He's just a f***ing idiot then? There's You can't explain... Stupidity. Now, uh, your least favorite part, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think this is also pretty obvious, and that would be the lack of Bill Buttercup. I mean, I know he's your all-time favorite wrestler, and I know you just want to see him in action every week, so this must have been a real heartbreak for you. Yeah, see, I think you got it backwards. That was my favorite part, that Bill Buttercup was actually not on this episode of Monday Night Ignite, and I don't feel like I ever need to see him on any TV programming from Worldwide Wrestling of the World uh, ever again. So you actually got it wrong. You actually got it wrong. Agree to disagree. Uh, we also talked last week about big things happening in the tag division in the form of the Trace Hombres. So, Scabbard, uh, what do you think of their in-ring debut loss? I think it hurts them. I think they needed to win in their debut in order to show that they're an actual threat. I mean, we all thought last week that they were going to be a threat. You and I both said that these guys could make a run for the title, and then you come out and you lose. They're huge. Yeah, and so there's no reason why they lost or should have lost. It's a little confusing to me because you want them to win. 
in their first match. You would think so, yeah. WWW has been around for, what, 80, 90 years, something like that? Give or take. It's hard to tell, really, how long they've they've been around. And far be it from me, I'm no expert in the WWW, but I, I'm not trying to say you, know, that you should book it one way or another, but it kind of dampens their impact for me. Yeah. I would say overall, this episode had some great action, some really fantastic matches, but definitely some confusing moments between the Trace Ombre's loss and Jean Jacket as being a f***ing idiot. It was a, a 50-50 episode, in, in my opinion. I don't know if I'm ready yet to give it a rating. It's not a 50-50 for me yet. It's certainly not... What was your scale last week? Buttercups? Yes, you you got full buttercups last week. This week, I'm guessing you give it no buttercups because, once again, you read a loss of Bill Buttercup. Not quite. Not quite. And just just as so I'm clear, that if it's full buttercups, it's a good thing. And if it's zero buttercups, it's a bad thing. Only for you, it would be a good thing for full buttercups. Most of everyone else agrees that Bill Buttercup is a pretty terrible wrestler. We just don't understand your taste in him, so... Uh, for you, it would be full buttercups. For me, it would be you know negative buttercups. Okay, so it's not, again, again, Bill Buttercup is not my favorite wrestler, but fine. Mm. Okay, debatable. Real quick, though, Rado looked great this week, and I am a little nervous that they're strapping a rocket to him. They're going to push him to the moon, right? He looked great last week. He's looking great this week. And there's a, a point where if you keep booking him in this way, you don't want him to look like invincible. Well, Scabbard, I, I don't think that's how you get to the moon. Astrophysics aside, I think Rado's a fantastic wrestler. And I think he's being booked just the way he needs to be booked. He's working his way up the ranks. Fighting Bill Buttercup was sort of a letdown of a match. He's really not that great of a wrestler, Scabbard. You need to let it go. This week's match against Grady the Johnson Johnson was a step up, and I think we're just going to keep seeing him improve. I think he's going to keep going against better and better wrestlers. At some point, he'll hit his limit, but he's not there yet. I think that's all we've got. Scabbard, why don't you sign us off? All right. That's been this week's episode of Worldwide Wrestling of the Worlds podcast. It's been a good one. It's been a real one. And... We'll see you next week. Is is that the catchphrase? That's the catchphrase. Ah. <laughs>